welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedict, and I'm feeling a little bit anxious. I'm Benedict there, and today is <laughs> November 16th. Um, this is episode 116, and I am feeling creative. Ooh, why are you feeling creative? That's that's an unusual feeling. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I know. I've never used that. Well, I do feel creative more often than I've said, I guess. But um, I really just had so much fun at the end of last week creating the Let It Snow Gatsby plugin, where where what it does is like it makes it snow on your web page. If you've been on the web for a while, you might remember WordPress doing this. They might still do it. I don't know because I haven't had a WordPress site uh, in a while. But I just needed to do something fun. I guess we can go into why. But uh, and I was like, I don't know what, but it just like popped into my head. I was like, this snow. I just whimsy, fun, something uh, to have. And I made it in like an hour or something at on Friday night. And then I spent a good deal of of Saturday actually getting. Automated releases work because I thought now I finally have a really simple plugin. <laughs> That's where I should practice doing automated releases, and that that took a lot longer than than actually uh, creating the plugin because I use uh, Canvas Confetti. I see more and more sites using it, like where you get that little confetti cannon kind of splash on, like mm. if you sign up for something, or yeah, I've seen it like all around, and I'm guessing a lot of people use confetti cat, no, canvas confetti. It's a really, really, really good package. Um, but he also has a snow example, so I just basically copied the snow example, and then I put that into um, on initial client render, I guess. So where, whatever page you land on first on a Gatsby site, it will like snow for 15 seconds. Ah, oh, nice. I remember. I mean, but it's it's been, it's been so much fun. Like people have been sharing sites on Twitter where it's snowing and I just like, it's joyous. I mean, great that people are uh, picking it up and using it. I mean, that's, that's something. I was about to say, I remember, I think my first website like 20 years ago. Oh God, now I feel old. Um, I think I had a snow thing in there as well. Uh, fancy DHTML stuff. <laughs> I just feel like that there is something called like whimsical. There's a there's a site that um, is a directory of whimsical web pages that you can submit your site to. And I think I've, I've looked at that before when like Queen Ray is more has more fun and whimsy. I will submit it because I do. I do miss that part of the web. I mean, a lot of it wasn't good in terms of kind of today's standards. And if it's, it's supposed to be like, if it, you know, if you're a bank or whatever, like there are some standards <laughs> you need to uh, adhere to, but like on your personal site or maybe even on a bank site, it's, it's just fun with a little bit of fun sometimes, <laughs> I guess a little bit of whimsy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun with the uh, snow plugin and then Paul, my co-host for the, Thursday pirate streams like jumped on board right away and made it so that you can now have snow in different colors so that nice. it pops against uh, a white background. So if you want to check that out, you can head on to queen.ray.codes and there's an, a sample example of there's just white snow. So it's like, and I like that though, because it's only visible over kind of the images and like a little bit over the kind of beige background. So it's like very subtle snow. Anyway. And Very this nice. led me into just creating, I'm going to create many plugins. I'm going to create many, many plugins. That's why I'm feeling so creative. 
Let, let it snow, let it, let it rain. I mean, we were like emo <laughs> celebrate with emojis. We wanted to make like on 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 Halloween. There can be raining pumpkins. There can be no. Uh, there, there's going to be some more serious plugins today. I've been working on a um, donation plugin so that it will be really hmm. easy to hook up uh, kind of a donation flow for your Gatsby site. And for like long-term listeners will <laughs> recognize that this was what I was supposed to teach in this week's bootcamp, which was a pay what you want feature. But I canceled this week's bootcamp last week. I had one sign up and I just didn't have the energy to do like another like launch push, even though the first one where I did like a live video got a lot of shares i just like had a really low energy week and i was like i'm not gonna try to like push this and like hype this uh at the end of the weekend and then i had this like planning day and i was like no this is just i don't know i wasn't feeling it and i canceled and i realized that the only sign up was actually one of kind of our um stream fans who i just who i think just wanted to kind of like give give back for the streams and stuff like that so i'm thinking maybe our stream needed a donation option as well. <laughs> yeah, you know. Because <laughs> I canceled and he was like, keep the money <laughs> because I just <laughs> wanted to give back. I was like, okay. Um, because for the boot camps to work, like people need to like show up for the live stuff and show up for the co-working and, and it's like a t time commitment. And I, I felt really good about that, like how that works. But I think for that format to work, I need to like have more... I guess, fame and followers so that it will be a bigger group. So at least, you know, a handful show up for everything and like gives that live vibe. Um, but I have made them, I've made a lot of demos now and all of the demos that can work as plugins, I am now planning to create as plugins. And then on the plugin pages, I'm going to be like, hey, you want to learn how to do this yourself or customize this and then link to a landing page for like an asynchronous course on that topic and then see if anybody clicks through, see if anybody signs up and then start making kind of mini courses instead of mini boot camps mm -hmm. on the different topics. And if nobody is interested and they just want to use the plugins, then um, they can use the plugins. But I had a little bit of a look at some other course like Vespas and stuff. Like if you go to his GitHub, all of the code is free. But like the courses, courses cost uh, money. Yeah. So I thought, okay, maybe like the plugins could be a way both to market and like use that creativity and everything that I've figured out. And then maybe some of them can lead to a paid plugin idea. We talked about that before, like yeah. figuring out a way to... So I'm just feeling like suddenly I'm like very much in the like experimental mode again, the creative mode. And that just gave me a lot of more energy than doing these like, come on, buy my bootcamp, buy my bootcamp, yay, yay. And like <laughs> only two days left, one day left. I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, I, it's, I thought I would like that stuff better, but I just liked more like YOLO live. Which is <laughs> 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 saying I say YOLO too much on the stream, but um yeah, so I need to like figure out how to uh, make this all fit together, but it's like it's coming together in my head. So I'm like very energized by that, even though you'll all see in the coming year. <laughs> That's very uh, cool. <laughs> so it's a failure, but not a failure. I don't know. It's a failure, but I. It's a. It's a, it's a learning. Yeah, right. 
yeah. it's not a failure yeah. if you learn something from it exactly <laughs> what else has been going on yeah, so um, I don't know if I, yeah, I also, so yeah, I had this planning session and I realized like I really like making the code and making all the demos. Um, and I also like live streaming as we talked about and kind of more like uh, answering questions more kind of, um, what's it called, like improv improvise more than creating courses. So that's why I'm going to really test like what course people actually want before I start making these videos because they cost me a lot to actually do. I procrastinate them a long time making pre-recorded videos. Uh, but then I was planning and I realized, and Jonathan Stark said this, and I've had this idea before too. And it's like, why don't you just make tools for developers? Um, and that's kind of what I'm testing out with these plugins. And then maybe, maybe this is the first I've ever said about this publicly and I won't go all out on this on like Twitter and stuff yet because <laughs> I've done that before but I'm thinking that all of, or maybe we talked about it last week I don't remember anymore what I say I say so much um but like the main goal then for 2022 is to try to release um SAS Gatsby starter and like have all of these activities be practice for releasing that I did maybe mention this last week on our yeah show. you you, yeah. you hinted at something like this yeah yeah, yeah, but I hinted at it and then I had my planning day and then I was like, yes, of course. And like this is how like this is what this fits. Uh so that is like my big big goal for 2022 is to like release that and then have all of these plugins lead up to that, but then also have my power work feed into that so that the starter is like a really good starter that I can like port onto uh Pow as well to like make sure that it's actually a good SAS starter, so finally merge the two. <laughs> finally. Um, and I think that's going to be like very um, beneficial for me that these two things, my two things, pers personas, <laughs> can actually work together. Um, and also to learn more about, to get help myself and also to learn more about what people need in the more advanced Gatsby space. I've created an invite-only uh, Slack forum for um, senior senior developers using Gatsby. So either like they're senior and using and maybe new to Gatsby, uh, but they use it for work and they are already kind of senior JS developers, or people or like less senior developers but with a lot of experience with Gatsby, so that the conversations are more around the advanced use cases and and kind of when you use Gatsby at scale and that type of thing more than. Um, getting help to get started coding, as I see in a lot of the public um, forums, they become more of a learn to code type forum. Uh, and then I think maybe there's a space for more of those um, advanced conversations. So we'll see how that goes. And I've, again, taken a little nod from um, my WordPress, my old WordPress life. So I called it Gatsby Tavern. Because um, that fits with our like pirate theme, but also there is of course something called WP Tavern, which is like the which has been a, a solid resource for WordPress developers um, for many years. Nice. Um, so, so yeah. did I get that right? So you're planning to just code plugins now, or what's the plan for yes. the short term? I'm gonna have short term. I'm gonna have my stream. We're gonna. Add a donation possibility mm -hmm. to see if that uh, what people feel about that. Um, 
so yeah, code plugins, but then see, use the plugins as kind of marketing towards courses to see if there's in, any interest for courses as one avenue to um, market courses. But I want to have several landing pages for these kind of things that I've already created assets for. And I'll use the assets for plugins and then also create landing pages that people can sign up to be notified when the course is made to kind of start seeing which of these topics are of interest to developers to learn on their own time uh, with like an asynchronous course, because I don't want to make like five of them because it's going to take a lot of time commitment to make them upfront. So I yeah. want to be a little bit more sure which, like which one uh, is getting interest. Can you, can you just repurpose the recordings from your live streams, like the, the summer functions bootcamp? Can you just take that and cut it? cut it up into smaller chunks or hire someone to cut it up into smaller chunks and then publish think, those as courses? I think I could, but I, after my like experience with the bootcamps and stuff, I think I want them to be higher, like a higher uh, quality than that. Because the course, the bootcamp, or I mean the summer functions webinars, I didn't record them with that intention. So I talk a lot about summer functions and I take questions like in the middle that might not even have anything to do with the topics. I think they're going to be hard to kind of chunk up, but I could do a test. Like I could ask somebody to have a look over, especially the payment one, and then see if it works as like standalone pieces. So... That's I could I should probably look into seeing if it's good enough to like chop up and and package repackage. Um, but yes, I'm, I've I'm, also I'm, learned learned some things since then, so I yeah, might yeah. still wanna. <laughs> Just thinking that I think you want to avoid like setting the stakes too high and feeling the pressure of like doing one perfect recording or something like that and. I have a feeling it might be easier for you to just like pretend it's a live stream or actually do a live stream with just one person on the other side and then publish that recording and maybe don't take questions during it and uh, maybe try to stay on topic more than, than you might have in the past, but just approach it that way instead of like putting the pressure on you to produce a perfectly polished course video. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. So, yeah, I should probably. That is a good because that was a little bit of the idea with the bootcamp that I'll do them and then yeah. I can chop them up and and stuff. But then I I like yeah, my energy kind of I so I want to be sure that I have time to make really good preparations for that live stream and then I should probably live stream it, but with the intent of it being cut into chunks so that I I can actually be like, and now it's section two <laughs> and then somebody yeah. can come in and like cut that out. Um, and then the people who are there live can get like a nice price to just like show up for the, for the live thing and like be a beta kind of a beta tester of the course, I guess. And then you start. Yeah. And I've taken courses like that on front end masters actually, where it's like, there's, there's uh, recordings of a lecture mm -hmm. and even with questions and stuff, but you have to plan a little bit differently than more. Yeah. The webinars that I have, that are a lot more like improvised based on what yeah. people are asking because yeah. uh, they get the answers they need, which I really, really enjoy, but it might not, 
be beneficial for somebody than who is not able to ask their questions because I might like jump over things that they need to know to be able to um, complete the course. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I realize, and then as I've said before, uh, if you've heard like um, my mom has Alzheimer that we talked about, and it goes very much up and down, and I realized that for kind of the future as well, like I need to have these assets that are, are like recorded that people can buy because I might not. Uh, even if I schedule something, if I say like, oh, in February, I want to have a boot camp, like I might come to February and then I cannot do the boot camp. Um, and so I, yeah, so so if I do that, like it would be probably be more, okay, now I'm ready. Who wants to jump on the live stream and learn how to do uh, payment with with Gatsby and Stripe? And then I'll just do it and then I'll package it instead of saying now that, okay, on February 2nd, I'll do it live and you pay now and then you, yeah. And then you yeah. come at that time, mm -hmm. but definitely have some of that live aspect because I am much more fun when I do stuff live. I've seen my pre-recorded videos versus my webinars. I've started looking at some of this now. For a long time, I didn't look at anything because I didn't want to do that and <laughs> be like, "This is so bad," and stop doing it. Um, and sometimes I look at it and I'm like, "Wow, this is really good." <laughs> <laughs> and my pre-recorded video, I still think it's good, but the there's definitely a different energy when. It's the live recordings. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that totally makes sense. I also like the notion of like building an an asset library of sorts. Like, just I feel like doing just doing the live streams and the boot camps always ties up your time and requires you to be there in in that very moment. And by 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 creating that library, you kind of remove yourself from it a little bit. Uh, but it's the it's the content that's out there, and yeah, I like that part. Yeah, and I think if I have the uh, if I have a lot if I have several plugins out, and then maybe two or three mini courses, um, I could also then do a live Q and A session once a month, for instance. That is available yeah. to everyone who you know needs help with the plugin or needs help with the course or need, and then I can do that live part that I really because I really like connecting and helping people with one. If they come to me and they can ask me a specific question and then I help them through that hurdle, I really like that is a lot of fun. I think it's much harder to create that I'm going to try to do it, but it's much harder for me to create kind of a, like this is a course and I'm going to cover everything. <laughs> um, and I think it's a lot more fun to like help people when they're stuck and I'm like, well, you know, that's your error. And then they, I can get them past that stuckness. And I think that's that could be possible with um with kind of a scheduled Q and A type yeah. thing, and then not promised. So it could be like almost every month or like every other week. But then I can cancel if I need to. That it's more of a bonus than something that is that is promised. That reminds me a lot of yeah. um the, the concept reminds me a lot of the uh, the flipped classroom, um where instead of like doing a lecture on a topic and people would learn about it the first time during the lecture and then afterwards get homework and then maybe do like q a afterwards they get a like get a recording first try to understand it themselves then do exercises and then as the last part actually do the q a and uh get some help on the specific parts they don't like um i feel like that's a good concept so yeah 
Yeah, and I think maybe it's better if they're disconnected because I, as I felt with the bootcamp, I did did do like a lot of people didn't have time that week to do do the kind of lessons or do do that because I wanted them to kind of like think about it themselves, try themselves, and and then kind of come to the live webinar with some questions. Um, but they hadn't done anything. Probably, yeah, it seemed like yeah. before that webinar. So, um, but if it's more as asynchronous they could buy it not do it for four months and then do it and be like well i can't make it work and then show up for the next q a even though that is months after they bought the course and yeah that maybe so it's still the same concept it just takes into account you know how people overcommit, like myself yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only natural <laughs> yeah and it's also just so much fun just coding now and like getting these plugins out. I think, and I also started realizing we've been talking a lot about seasons, about how, yeah, you've been walking every day. Yeah. Like you promised. <laughs> yes. But I started thinking a little bit about how in the winter I do get less social as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't need that connection as much, even though it like excites me. It's like I, I, I go into more of a... Like I hibernate more, <laughs> isn't it hibernation? Yeah. Um, so that like maybe winter is a better time to like produce a lot of code, and then spring and summer is a better time for me to, like, yeah, do more of kind of a bootcamp approach mm -hmm. or live uh, stuff and co-working and and all of all of that. The only thing that get that makes me wonder a little bit is this also sounds very much like the developer and you shying away oh, yeah. from marketing <laughs> I, know. I know i mean it's a nice it's a nice story that so. you tell yourself there but i'd be very careful I know. <laughs> about yeah just like trying to avoid the marketing stuff <laughs> do i have to market why do i have to market i'm just gonna build it and they will come um yeah i know i have to uh but what i realize is while i develop things i am a better marketer because i'm very good at talking about what i am doing so like with a snow plugin, like they're like I was working on it, I shared that and then share people using it. And it's like an it's an easier uh, marketing than what I but I should probably get better at that too. But I'm hard, I'm I'm worse at that um deadline thing. Like now you have to buy, like because it yeah. closes in three days kind of yeah. um marketing. Um so I would rather, because I've seen with a lot of things that I buy as a developer, it's more been like that consistent drip. Like I've gotten emails for somebody like again and again. And at the bottom of the email, there's a link to their book or their course yeah. or there's something. And then in and after a while, it's like, I'll buy, yeah, I'll buy that book, like, <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. it's kind of, I don't know if it's, it's uh, brainwashing or if it's <laughs> just seeing people show up consistently and getting to know that person and then be like, both I want to give back, but also I like the way this person communicates. Yeah. I'm going to go buy that book. Um, yeah, just be careful to not to not stop doing that, like the dripping part and the sharing part, because I feel like mm -hmm. once you get into coding, it's easy to neglect, mm -hmm. to neglect oh, yeah. all of that. At least that's what, what happens with me usually. Uh, when I get into code, I enjoy it a lot, but then I basically unavailable for everything i don't answer emails i don't participate in conversations on twitter i don't i don't send emails i don't send newsletters and stuff like that and that's mm -hmm. 
that's the dangerous part of <laughs> yeah. being stuck in the cave and I think that, writing code. That's why it's good good to keep doing the Thursday streams because I will always have something yeah. to talk about the day after Thursday in an email. Yeah. Um, that kind of inspires the often the emails. And then now with the coding, I ended up then sending some emails on like Mondays with some or Tuesdays with you know some fun thing I've made. Um that is also good newsletter information for people who are working with Gatsby. Um, so yeah, but yes, and I need to check myself on, on that. <laughs> yes. And I do so, need uh, to sell stuff. You, uh, you mentioned that you committed to, um, to launch three boot camps before the end of the year. Is that plan canceled? Is it killed? killed? Okay. <laughs> Um, a little bit, I know, because Thanksgiving is next weekend, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the week, yeah. Uh, and I haven't been uh, able to, but a little bit, because I need to re, I need to rethink the, like, delivery, like, the packaging, I guess. Um, but I will release all the three, or the two latest bootcamps, I guess, which is payment and GitHub authentication. I will deliver both of them as plugins, free plugins. Um and then have a link to a course to make it more, if you want to make a customized version of that feature. Uh, and then see, as I said, if I get any signups for that, and then I'll make one of them will probably be the first kind of course version, um, depending on what people sign up for. Uh, and maybe I'll make that in December. Like if, if there is interest and I have all of the code ready, I could do one of those live webinars, like you said, and then yeah. cut that up and have it be done. Um, because that is less commit. Like it's, that would be one day, like one evening commitment or one day commitment. And then I'll have that, that done. That could be a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I agree. And then I might be writing an article for smashing magazine about. Ooh, that's, a, that's a big, big thing. <laughs> they haven't said yes they have or they said they were interested in the topic but i had to send an outline and i've sent an outline and now and they haven't answered yet uh okay hopefully they answer soon and hopefully they say yes please write that post for us because i mean that's a big yes. publication i get a lot of eyes yes. on that and it will be um get, they will be selling access to private github repositories will be the topic if they go for my outline uh, nice and then yeah, and then I could be like, check out my plugins, <laughs> <laughs> GitHub and <laughs> GitHub authentication, and yeah. and if you want to um, if you want to check out the source code, you have to buy them here. <laughs> I actually thought about that that you have to like you have to buy access to the to the <laughs> well. Right now it's test though, so it's probably it's it's still going to be test. But I will get like if I do that, I can I do get people's emails. So if hmm. you have to go through that test payment and hook it up to GitHub and then get access to that private repository, like I can then I can write code that because when I get your GitHub profile, I get your avatar, your username, and also your email. So I can then follow up with people, even if they don't pay, just do even if yeah, they go through yeah. the test flow. You could also so just, just make message. make it pay what you want and allow mm -hmm. people to mm -hmm. put in zero. It's true that, true that. I like the way you think. 
<laughs> maybe maybe someone accidentally types a hundred in there. <laughs> accidentally types a hundred. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> But what's up with you since you're anxious? Weren't you anxious last week? Um, I think I was skeptical last week. Skeptical I'm not last week. Skeptical. I I I don't remember exactly, but I I think it was something along those lines. Yeah, I'm a little bit anxious because uh, shortly after we wrap this one up, um, I will be doing the first interview with uh, one of the candidates for the front-end developer role. Um, so I'm a little bit anxious about that. <laughs> It's been the first interview in a couple of years that I've been doing. And in the past, I did some interviews in the past doing my full-time job, um, but that was usually with the team. And um, this one will be just me asking that that candidate a couple of questions and then hopefully giving him a test assignment and yeah just anxious because i have no idea how it how it go and uh what i'll mess up <laughs> you should probably send that no matter how it goes you should probably send out a little like questionnaire after your interviews about the interview process as a customer kind of research As a as in that frame of mind, as a customer researcher, we ask like, how did you feel um, that the process went? So yeah, that you know how to improve or not or not change. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good idea. On the other hand, I'm. How likely is it that you get honest feedback on that? Like, I mean. And when do you send that? Do you send it after you t told people that they're not a good fit? <laughs> I think so. Like if you, if you, um, yeah, when you decline, I would like, that would be a good time to send, ask, ask if you could ask some follow-up questions about the process. Because I think that the way people are experiencing so many kind of bad hiring processes now that if you ask them for feedback, they will probably want to give you feedback and either let you know that you did a good job or better than the other others worse than the others or i think people would would really want to give feedback because a lot of these people have applied or a lot of people that, or a lot of developers i see pay pay not pay apply to like 200 jobs and and some of these processes are really not good <laughs> so if they get a chance to respond to you and there are things you could approve i think they would let you know what to improve yeah yeah it's a good idea um let's see if i can incorporate that in the process right now i feel like i'm still making up making it up on the fly and readjusting it constantly so i, th I feel like at this point I, uh, i already know a couple of things that i'm not doing well <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like sometimes when you ask for ask for feedback you realize that there are things that you have done really well that you maybe haven't given yourself credit for. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's a good input. I, I, I keep that in mind when we, when this is going to, well, closer to the end and closer to hiring someone, because I feel like we're just starting with all of this. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's, that's been on my mind uh, the last couple of days, basically, um, coming up with good interview questions. And um, it was surprisingly hard to come up with a good test assignment um, because I didn't want to 
ask people to just like create a new greenfield project and uh, I don't know, build something super simple that they could as well just copy from a tutorial. So I spent a couple of days last week um, extracting a part of the useless code base into an own, its own standalone repository and then basically breaking stuff on purpose so they, they have something to work on and fix and improve. And yeah, I mean, so far nobody has actually done the test assignment, but I feel like now there's now we have something that we can send send out to people and and ask them to complete it. So yeah, we're going to do that ahead of time or with you on the interview during. The um, so with the with the person I'm interviewing today or having a call with later today. I was planning to just ask a few questions also around like how do we yeah how to how the assignment would work and we're we're planning to pay for it and just like ask what they want to like what rate they want to be paid at and stuff like that um but then the plan is that they'll have a week to complete the assignment um and then we review it afterwards um it shouldn't take like a week of work but i feel like if they if they do this in in addition to their normal day job or, or whatever they have they at least have plenty of time to put in a half an hour here and there to to complete the assignment um and i feel like it shouldn't take more than five hours total or something like that depending on how much they struggle with it i guess <laughs> um so we see I don't think you'll get honest answers on how many hours they've spent, though. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. But then again, as it's a paid assignment, like if they want to spend more time on it. Um, Are you going to give them an hourly rate to complete the assignment? Uh, that's a question I still have to answer, basically. But I... I the, the assignment explicitly states that it shouldn't take more than five hours. So we mm -hmm. we will be only paying for five hours, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and then if they want to take longer than that, sure, they can. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I it should be like a one-time pay, one payment. Like you say, this is, we'll pay you for the assignment. This is the amount we'll pay. And then we think it should take a, around five hours and I, and probably some will take longer because if they want a job, like they'll put in that time. Uh, so not maybe tie it to hours, say that the assignment you'll get paid to do the assignment and the amount is X. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess that makes sense. Just like have a fixed price on uh, the time, time frame, And then if they want to take more time, then that's probably fine. But Wondering if that that also skews the results a little bit of and uh, but then again maybe not. This is not a statistical assignment. You don't yeah. have three hundred applicants, <laughs> so your results sure, yeah. are not going to be skewed because they are all going to be very independent data points. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, how likely is it that someone will like take double or triple the amount of time? to come up with a good solution because I mean, in the end I want to hire someone who can do the task within about five hours. If they take like a lot more than that, it's probably not a good fit. Yeah. But, but you're if not they still manage, pay. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like no matter like no matter how you pay, like if they want to spend more time and not tell you, they can spend more time and not tell you. Yeah. So you have to like trust your gut instinct if they are telling you the truth or not. Yeah. I mean, it's less. It's. I think it's unlikely that they will spend a lot of time and then still come up with a good solution. I feel like after a couple of hours, you start just end up making a bigger mess than you had when you started out. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But anyways, we see this. This is a learning experience for me as well. So who knows what the results will this is be? Super interesting. Maybe in a couple of weeks you have an employee. I hope so. Uh, we we'll see. Um, we still got we we're still getting applications and have to actually go back in and review them from the last like from the weekend. Still haven't gotten the time to to actually look into it, but it's a constant stream of applicants. So there's hope that there's there's someone in there that 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 fits the requirements. Have you gotten any tips from our audience? I haven't. Um, but that's that's audience. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're the nice one that's okay <laughs> nah, i don't know i mean it's as i'm still figuring this out everything everything is fine i guess um mm -hmm. and learning this experience comes from learning and doing it and just like experiencing things and seeing what works and what doesn't work so I just have to make my own mistakes probably and then I can hopefully report back what worked and what didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's the that's the big thing that's been happening over the last week. Um I've also been working on uh the integrations architecture in Userlist. So this has been a long running branch for I think I started it in June or something like that while working on the marketing features, um, going back and forth. And last week when I was done with the test assignment, I felt like, hey, now you have to do something fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went you also back needed some fun at the end of the week. Maybe yeah, we all I totally, need some fun at the end yeah, of the week. That's the thing. Like sometimes I feel like even if you know that a specific task or tactic or whatever isn't the perfect thing to spend your time on i feel from feel like from time to time you just you just allow it to dabble around a little bit and not like not just work on the boring stuff that you have to do but also have some fun from time to time so i spend uh friday and monday basically cleaning up that branch uh properly testing stuff um cleaning things up and i was able to merge it today so we finally have a a baseline architecture for all the integrations we are planning to build. Mm. Um, and it also has a little bit of UI to, to, to see what integrations are available, which ones are configured on your account and then to manage settings and stuff like that. So we have the, the base for all of that now in place. Um, and hopefully I can, I can put, put some more time in later this week or so, depending on, on how the interviews go. Um, and, and improve that a little bit so we can actually start rolling out some of the integrations, some more of the integrations. Um, for you example, were talking about the Stripe, Stripe integration a couple of weeks back or months yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things I want to, I want to do 
there's a there's a Stripe dummy uh, integration in there already. It just mm -hmm. doesn't do anything useful. I think it it authenticates and then receives the events, uh, but it doesn't properly map them to users and stuff like that. But if I can get that part working within the next couple of days or weeks, that would be nice uh, because I feel like this would be a big step into a direction that sounds promising. Um, mm -hmm. But also like other small integrations uh, are, are interesting. For example, um, we are launching the integration with Rewardful uh, tomorrow. Um, and the, the nice thing about that integration was that we didn't have to do anything for it. That's They basically did that in Rewardful and uh, added code to just like send new affiliates and stuff like that into user lists. So that was quite nice. You remind me what Rewardful does. Uh, Rewardful is an affiliate um, tracking payout solution for Stripe. So you just mm -hmm. um, hook it up with your Stripe account. And I think you have to also add a little bit of JavaScript to the to the sign-up flow. So um, when someone, when people sign up as your affiliates, they get a customized link. And then when they share it, uh, Rewardful tracks that sign-up and tracks the commissions and um, tells you how much each of your affiliates uh, has earned in the last last month or so, and then you can pay them out via PayPal. And I think they also do transferwise and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, they um, yeah they have integration with email providers because it makes sense to educate your affiliates uh, about uh, about the product and new features and stuff like that. So it makes sense to automatically add them to your marketing email list or like a dedicated mm -hmm. affiliates list. So, and that's basically what this, this with, integration does. But with all this integration architecture in place, is that a good good way to, to onboard a new developer to create new integrations? If you have a very testable and, and kind of structured way of integrating other services? I guess that would be a good way to uh, to onboard a new developer if they were a back-end developer <laughs> oh yeah you're doing front-end developers sorry <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean it's a good point uh, one of the it could maybe be back-end you could outsource then if you need to alleviate yeah. i mean uh if we if we end up hiring someone for back-end this would be a perfect mm -hmm. perfect way to get them started i guess um but that's a perfect way to instead of sending out or creating maybe like start outsourcing it and then see if some of the people who do a really good job on one of the integrations you can be like hey you want to you want a job that's not a bad idea <laughs> and then if it's really bad you just don't you just skip that integration yeah no, never never ever merge it <laughs> <laughs> never merge it but then people actually do real work on a real task not a test task yeah that's that's a good point um yeah i think the challenge there would be to is it too like is the setup too involved but yeah i don't know maybe not um yeah because i feel like it's also a little bit unfair to for a test assignment, throw them into a big project where they spend a day just setting it up. <laughs> Not if they're contractors and they're, you know, you think that they might do three of them and, and it's actually a contracting gig. Right. But then yeah. Yeah. In that case, if they do a good sure. job, you can be, yeah. 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 
But mainly contractors don't want a full-time job. So, I mean, but that's it. You can luck out and, and find somebody who's in between doing doing some contracting work and are interested in a full-time position. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, but uh, that's basically what's been going on. You already mentioned that I've been keeping up my walking routine. So I w was out walking every day. Uh, even today, even uh, even though I forgot to post a picture of... Uh, Did it even happen when you don't post the picture? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I have a receipt from the supermarket where, where I got something to eat. <laughs> Does that count as um, proof? <laughs> If you, if I mean I trust you, uh, <laughs> but uh, do you feel better? Does did it help? Um, I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't feel. I don't feel better, but I don't feel worse, which is also <laughs> good, I guess. I mean, yeah. One of the one of the problems I had was that I started to feel down, and I'm not feeling down right now. So, I guess it You're works. You're not feeling downer. <laughs> <laughs> downer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I did, yeah, I also did my exercise every day except Saturday. I took a cheat day, but I did yoga all of the other days. So that feel, and I can feel that my body is definitely responding. I just, I stand up straighter when I was in the store, I was waiting for somebody or something. And I was like, whoa, I'm like actually <laughs> engaging my body and just standing um, and also loosening up uh in in the hips which actually results in me having more pain but i've been there before so i know that if i just keep at it it's just like it's moving and then it's loosening and then it has to like be painful at times and then in the end it will it like, look better be better um so i'll keep i'm 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 actually tracking it on twitter so sorry twitter <laughs> if you're not interested in my <laughs> yoga journey but you'll you're getting it um nice so i need i need that But you you are tracking it by sending me photos, which is also nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should keep that up. I mean, it, it really helps to have like the accountability. Um, it does. I was like, hmm, if I don't go out now, then it will be too dark for, for to send a photo. So I should probably probably go now. <laughs> And a little bit of the point for you was the daylight to combat the, the yep. darkness. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. So, yeah. Well, good on you yeah. for going out every day slow and steady slow and steady yeah <laughs> we have to mention the show title at least once per episode i think i forgot for the last time so yeah we need to yeah, incorporate yeah. that <laughs> anyways i should probably uh go and prepare for my interview and it was nice you chatting should. to you again um you too and, and good luck thanks crossing my fingers <laughs> for your interview Let's see how it goes. I'll report back in the yep. future. So, yeah. Yes. Talk to you next week. Bye.